I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Welcome to Bellwether. This is a big week for me. This is being recorded and will be posted on the website on Wednesday, September 23rd, right? Yeah, Wednesday, September 23rd, 2020. September 23rd is a big day. It is day one of the last 100 days of the year. And in 2020, with the absolute disaster that this year has been, triathlons are canceled. There's no real physical way. I mean, everyone's been challenging themselves, I guess, in different unique ways, but I I wanted to challenge myself in a really good way that I could control. So for the final 100 days, I am running 500 miles. And I want to thank all of you who signed up to do it with me on the website. I'm excited to just send you emails every week to, to see the progress that you're making. Some people are doing yoga for a certain number of hours. Some people are walking. Some people are running. Some people are cycling. It's great. So everyone's doing something physical for the last 100 days, and that's that's great. So if you know me, you know I do all my thinking on running. Not all my thinking, most of my thinking while I run. And recently, I was thinking about what annoys me so much. It's always a good kind of way to, to go a few extra miles. And I did a post a few, a podcast a few weeks ago on why everyone's so angry. Everyone is so freaking angry. It's amazing. And and my my I guess base for that or my conclusion from that was that everybody's just stressed, right? We're completely overwhelmed. We don't know what the hell's going on and, and that's it. And as I was running, I, I was thinking about how that's not really it for me. Right? Yes, everyone else is angry. It's good to point around at everybody everybody's angry. Everybody's angry. But I was thinking about why I'm angry. And I was thinking about, you know, all of these things, what annoys me and what it takes to succeed in the new economy. And can you really be that angry and blah, blah, blah. This is the type of stuff I think about when I run. So this keyword kept popping into my head and it's the theme for this week. And the keyword is accountability. And as I think of succeeding in the new economy, as I think of the new economy, the new way to operate, accountability is going to be one of your watchwords. And I'll, I'll go on the mark now. That I'm um, like in 2021, 2022, I have this ability to predict these things. Accountability is going to be like one of the new corporate words. They always go through these cycles. You know, integrity is good for a couple of years. And then, um, I don't know, responsibility and blah, blah, blah. Accountability is going to be the big one. And behind that, I'm sure will be a bunch of layoffs, but <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But I, I work with a lot of executives, okay? From a coaching perspective, I have worked, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of executives, a lot of executives. And when you work with as many people as I have and coached as many people as I have, there are some things that come to the top of almost every coaching engagement. There are these big themes that you just kind of see across many different groups and teams and people. And and I don't know if this is really so broad across all of industry, but I, I'm willing to, based on my sample size, to to at least assume that it is, or maybe it's just the people who select me to to coach them. But the the word accountability comes up a lot, like eighty percent of my clients at least. And whether it's it's holding your team accountable, 
or holding yourself accountable. And I I go back and forth between home and work on this podcast. And and the reason I do that is because work and life are the same. Okay. It's all the same. That's the new economy. Welcome to the world. You can talk about balance all you want, but um, work and life are effectively effectively the same. Now that we're, everyone's working from home in 2020, it's even more evident. But if you don't work or if you don't work with people, sole entrepreneurs and everyone else, accountability is very important for you anyway. And so um, this is still good good stuff to think about for because we're, we need to hold people accountable around us, the people closest to us, to make us the best person that we can be. And we need to hold ourselves accountable for everything that we say we're going to do. And many people, when we say we're going to do something, we never close it out. We get close to the end and we let it drop. And and for some, that's that's actually a productivity kind of philosophy, right? 80% done, doesn't have to be perfect, move on to the next thing. And that's fine. That's good. And it's smart for a lot of things, right? A lot of things you just don't have to whittle around the last 5%. just doesn't matter. Just let it go and move on to, and move forward, right? That's what we always want to do is move forward. But you can't do that for everything. And when we say we're going to do something, uh, and that's part of the reason why I'm doing this 500 miles in 100 days, we, we want to accomplish something. And we have to close it out. And we have to finish it. And part of the reason, I think, the reason many people don't finish the things that they say they're going to do is because then they are responsible and have to be held accountable for it when it's done. And so we will always find some excuse as to why we can't do something. And I bring these words into a coaching engagement quite a bit. Responsibility, commitment, accountability, all of these are heavy words. These are heavy, heavy words. And to be fair, most people aren't really responsible. You got to pay your bills each month, but that's like it, okay? Like when we talk about the responsibility and accountability stuff, we it, there are different levels and different kind of categories of responsibility and accountability and commitment. And we like to say we're responsible. We like to say we're accountable. But in actuality, we're not. Um, when push comes to shove, what we're really saying is somebody else should do something about that. Okay, Not my responsibility. And we like to think that we're better than we are. We give ourselves a lot more credit. And so it's time to, to put the mirror back on us. We say that we should help people. Oh, you know, if I could help more people, I would do that. And they say, all right, we're going to put a homeless shelter in your neighborhood. You say, well, no, no, not going to happen. The other side of town is a better spot for that. And so it's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, and I think part of the reason stress is off the chain right now is that we're not responsible for anything. We're not finishing anything. We have no accountability. And we, we then, when we have no control over something, we push all responsibility out to other people, and then we can blame other people for our problems. And I, I often wonder why this drives me so bananas, and, and it bothers me so much. And all I've come up with so far is that it's hypocrisy. And hypocrisy is is the ultimate negative word for me. It, it aligns with with dishonesty, it's it's lack of trust, it's it's all of those things that make you just a bad human being. And I I don't think there are worse things you could be called than to be called a hypocrite. And and that's why the this lack of accountability, saying you're going to do something and then not following through, is 
I'm going to be a little harsh, pure definition of a hypocrite. And we give ourselves credit. We get 80% of the way there and we say, well, I meant to do it, but I just, you know, I did my best and my best is good enough always. Uh, but we don't really hold ourselves to a high enough standard, I think, sometimes. And, and what other people see, you say you're going to do it and you get 80% of that. Maybe you tried, you could have tried harder, but you didn't finish it. What other people see, all they see is that you didn't finish it. Oh, yes, boss, I'm going to get you. I'm going to redesign everything and, and do all this crazy work. And then when they're waiting for it, you say, well, you know, I did my best, but it's not really done. It's coming. Um, and then we just whip something together and we give it and it's it's not good enough. So we do this across everything. And I want you to think, here's why I want you to think about it. Because when you're able to accomplish something, it actually lowers your stress. Uh, I like to live a life of no worry. That's my. That's ultimately my goal. And I'm going to talk about that in another podcast. But I try to lower, basically my filter is how do I lower everything so I don't have to worry about it. I just don't want to worry about it. And then I just kind of pivot to something more important. And there is this this thing. I'll call it a thing. It's kind of um, an environment description called VUCA. Many people have heard of it. If you're in corporate, you've totally heard of it because every management consultant likes to use an acronym and they use it all the time, but it means volatility, uncertainty, complexity, and ambiguity. Volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity. And it talks about the environment we're in. And someone came up with it back in like the 80s. It really took fire in the 2008, 2009 financial crisis. And basically it just tells you that everything is a shit show and uh, everyone is stressed, right? With with all of those things, we we it's all ambiguous. We don't know the direction we're going in. Everything is volatile. We don't know what the next thing is. It's uncertain. Uh, it's very complex. Uh, and that basically describes what we're going through right now. Okay. And and when we're dealing with stress, and we're dealing with VUCA, the VUCA environment, the way to resolve it is to focus on what you can control. And it's not just focusing on you and, and your wellness and everything, and I just need to meditate for 30 minutes and everything will be fine. That's not it. That's part of it, but that's not it. We need to have something we can control, and we need to have something that we accomplish. The number one motivator of anybody, anybody at work, is accomplishment. That's it. Okay? When we feel like we accomplish something, we are ready to do the next thing. That's it. And it is stress relief to rock something. It takes focus. It takes accountability on what you're doing. It's not letting distractions pull you away. And that's when we think about all this environment and everything that we're going through. Focusing on you and not letting anything distract what you're trying to get done and then you finish it is so cathartic. And so I'm running 500 miles in 100 days. I'm going to try anyway. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> this is full-on commitment for 100 days. Maybe it's five miles a day. Maybe some days I'll run you know, 10 miles, 15 miles. I don't know. Um, but it's my way to do a challenge. And I know that when I go for a run, that's one hour a day. If I go for a, a five, six, seven-mile run, that is one hour a day where I'm not being distracted by anything else. I'm just running and doing what I said I was going to do. And it's going to be fun. I'm going to run over bridges in New York. I'm going to run through the parks. I'm going to, you know, all kinds of different things. But I'm not listening to politics. I'm not listening to, you know, coronavirus deaths. 
I'm not listening to um, what kind of a disaster the schools are as they kind of, everybody's complaining. Everybody's complaining about everything. I don't have to listen to any of it. And all of those little stresses add up. And when I cross my little finish line of 500 miles, at least I could say that I accomplished something. It may may not benefit anybody, but it'll benefit me. Um, And that's my stress relief. It's not necessarily just running. It's getting something and accomplishing something and controlling what I can do. For those of you who don't run, the number one thing that runners hate is hills. I was going to do a quick little daily coaching minute on it, but um, I'll give it to you here too. When When we're running, we hate hills. And the reason we hate hills is because people don't know how to run up a hill. When you're running up a hill, which is like dealing with like a mountain right now, most people look up at the hill while they're running. And that's not the way to run up a hill. Someone told me this a long time ago. It's one of, some of the best advice I ever got. And it's very metaphorical. Like you, It's great. When running up a hill, you're supposed to focus on your feet. And you look down at your feet because then your mind's not telling you how big the hill is and that you can't do it. And your mind's not telling you how far you have to go and you didn't train hard enough and you're not running fast enough and just stop. It's This is painful for you. Just stop and walk up the hill. That's what your brain is telling you while you're looking at this big, scary hill. If you're looking at your feet, you don't see the, the grade change. You know the hill is there. You could feel it. You're running up it, but you're, all, you're not seeing the grade change and you're focused on your feet which is what you can control, one foot in front of the other. And that's how you run up a hill. You don't look at the people going faster or slower than you. You don't look at the top of the hill and how far it is. You'll know when you got to the top of the hill when the grade changes. And that's how you deal with change. You focus on what you can control, and you finish it. And when you get up to the top of the hill by focusing on your feet, you're going to feel that sense of accomplishment. And that is what gets you through crazy times like this. So with that, have a great week. Uh, accountability. Be accountable. If you say you're going to do something, do it. You're responsible for it. And uh, that is, that's, that's kind of the difference between the people who will be successful and not. It's um, the people who can execute on what they say they're going to do. So do it. Good luck with it. Have a great week. If you want to sign up for the challenge, it is on bellwetherhub.com. I know... Um, I mean, we're going into 100 days, but you know, you can always do a challenge for the last 75 days. Anybody who signs up for this challenge gets a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or a hat or a mask or something. I've got all kinds of stuff that I'm just trying to get rid of. So please sign up for something, do it, and then I could send you something. Um, the sweatshirts are going to the 100 days. If this is a 75-day thing for you, that's fine. Maybe I'll send you something else. But uh, sign up on, on bellwetherhub.com backslash 100-day challenge and... I'll see you there. So thank you for listening and I'll be in touch soon. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Now do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon.